Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the First and Ten Podcast, brought to you by Blocking the Boys, powered by SB Nation. As always, Tony Catalina and Aiden Davis, and this is officially the first game review podcast we get to talk about. So the Cowboys and the Jacksonville Jaguars battle it out in a preseason matchup, and I'm super excited to talk about it. So before we get to that, Aiden, how are you doing tonight, my friend? I I the second the game ended yesterday, I started looking forward to this podcast. The yes. getting to talk about football again and not just like we've been talking and I feel like a lot about what we've been talking about, I mean obviously, but a lot about of what we've been talking about over the last 4 months, some of the predictions we've been making, some of the players we've been interested in. I feel like we're on like they were on full display last night. Specifically a lot of people that we've been raising our eyebrows, at, oh, this guy could could be the real deal. They showed out last night, so I'm really looking forward to digging into this. Yeah, this is going to be a really fun episode, like real substance to talk about, not projections, not what we hope to see. Like we get to really analyze a football game and obviously with the preseason, the end result doesn't matter, but it's the substance in between it. We don't care that the Cowboys lost. It doesn't matter. Nobody will even think about that unless you're the Baltimore I've Ravens. Never felt, I've never felt better about a Cowboys loss. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and my what? so this is quick kind of veer off. My wife knows I don't eat like I don't do anything when the Cowboys are on. So like it's full focus. Like I chill. I mean, I'm locked in. I don't like there is no chill. I meant to say there. But last night she was like, can you eat dinner? I'm like, it's a preseason game. Yeah, I'll eat. like, you know what I mean? I'll eat dinner and we can watch the game. But so I'm still locked in. I'm still cued in. But like, I don't have like that burning chest pain, you know, so not yet. Maybe about a month from now I will. But not right now. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to lie that last night. And it's, this only happens during preseason. I had a dinner reservation for 6.30 Central Time, so I had to miss, like, the second half of the fourth quarter, mm. so, like, the last seven minutes, and I had to watch it later, but that was, that's the preseason, the preseason is the only time where I'm willing to miss a second of Cowboys football. You know what, I don't, I don't knock anybody for that, like, I personally don't miss the games, like, I kind of set my whole, like, you know, world around it, which is, you know, probably something I should work out with my therapist a little <laughs> bit but no i mean we're in the last like month or so or time of the summer if people got things and plans going on like i don't blame them you can always catch the all 22 you can always catch a condensed version so enjoy your summer but sickos like us sickos like myself uh we love football and we love getting to talk about it and i'm pretty pumped up about that so uh um, i will say yeah i ahead. do i i will always remember where I was sitting when I saw the breakout of Deuce Vaughn. That oh my was, God. I, I needed to be live for that. that <laughs> yeah. We'll get into this later. Yeah, but we'll get into like, it. But yeah. I was, man, like the hype for him was insane, right? People were 
small running back. People were talking about Deuce Vaughn like he was going to be this thing. And then he went out there and I was like, oh, my God, he like he might be everything everyone's talking about. Like, and I know he had talent, but like, geez. Do you feel like it's been hyped, though, like in terms of like his actual talent as a running back? I feel like the hype is around like he's small. His dad's on the team. Like this is just kind of a, a cool story. story to root yeah. for. I haven't heard much hype around it. Well, Am I so wrong? I, Am I not cued in enough? I think I think that was the original lock in. But I think people saw what he did against Alabama and say, like, yeah. oh, he that's going to translate. And I see as a five, 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 six man saying, <laughs> oh, my God, like this is he better look like Barry Sanders out there. or We're going to be in some trouble because I know somebody like me taking a hit from like a Mozzie Smith or somebody of that size and stature is it's going to be a problem. And that man does, does not get hit squarely i know we're one game in nope. but i saw him his college film like he finds a way to not take a big shot squarely so deuce Vaughn, and we'll like you said we'll get into a more in depth here but deuce Vaughn might uh might be the real deal here and that's fun yeah i'm well we'll we'll, we'll save it for the show because there's a lot of thoughts i have about this one yes absolutely so we might as well just get right into it right so the first segment we're going to do here is three things we didn't expect to happen that did so you know anything that you know, we were looking at it. We had some expectations. We thought so-and-so was going to look good or someone so-and-so might struggle. And it did a 180 on us, and it might look differently than we thought. So, Aiden, you want to kick us off with your first thing? Yeah. The, well, one thing I didn't expect to happen, and I know, like, we've talked to, over the past two episodes, we've talked to two DallasCowboys.com or Dallas Cowboys, the mothership reporters, um, and Nick Harris, Cow Humans. We both... With both those people, we extensively talked about the linebacker position. Both of those guys were super high on Damone Clark, which we might talk about on the show. He had a great game. But I don't feel like, at least in terms, another guy who I don't think was getting a lot of hype, and as a Texas fan, I was a little bit disappointed. DeMarvian Overshone, I feel like, it's not that he wasn't being talked about because his athleticism was evident during training camp, but I, I don't. I didn't think people really expected him to be like that sideline to sideline uh, able to bring the hit and make the tackle linebacker. And I think that's what we saw last night. Like that was my big concern about Overshawn coming out of the draft. When I, when I saw him in college was he's, he's a freak of nature. He's athletic. He can play safety. He can play linebacker. He's as versatile as a linebacker comes. His only issue is he struggles to bring the, bring the runner down sometimes. And like his tackling is not a hundred percent solid, which for a linebacker isn't, isn't great. That's not exactly a trait that like that's a trait you need. <laughs> but last night we saw Overshawn not only use his athleticism moving sideline to sideline, but he finished, wrapped up, made the tackle. He met what I don't I don't know what I don't think it was ETN, but early on in the game, he met the running back in the hole, stopped yeah. him on third and one, laid the boom. And to me, it's like that's what I needed to see from Overshawn. Combine what seems to be great tackling development with his athleticism huge pleasant surprise for me last night yeah i mean that's i didn't have him on my list here of of three things i didn't expect to see but he might have been number four for me because yeah you're absolutely right like a lot of people had this feeling about him being a third round pick and felt like it was a reach like dan quinn uh, he's you know he's he's drafting traits here it's not like production or whatever like he may not be a excuse me he may not be a defensive guy right away but he'll be a special teams demon i think i think we got one here man i really I do. agree you know i think we got one and it, for me, like you, like you touched on all the traits, it touched on all the physical abilities, the thing he's working on, but what really sold me. And I actually tweeted this out yesterday was the intangible stuff. This kid 
was like, first off, he told Patrick Walker, no see from DallasCowboys.com. Like, this is a real game to me. Like, this isn't preseason. Like, I'm strapping it up, and I'm ready. Like, this is, like, big time. And, you know, he's a guy who understands his situation, and he understands what's in front of him. Then he also had another comment when he was like, listen, like, I can't believe I came from Texas to be a Dallas Cowboy. Like, I'm part of the 1%. Like, he just gets it. Like, there's some guys who take the situation for granted. There's some guys who don't, who can't live in the moment. This guy understands what's there. And I'm always going to root for and think the most of a guy who can understand what is in front of him as far as opportunity goes. Thirdly on this, he told Dak Prescott, step aside. I'm handling the I'm glad you brought that up. Yes. I saw that and it kind of gave me the chills. I'm like, this kid has the stones. He has the confidence and the belief. And he was just probably juiced up like, all right, for I got this. Let me get the troops ready to go because, like, that is just, I mean, that is stuff that's you, intangibles, right? You can't teach that. So, yes, you can find, you can become a better tackler. You can understand the scheme. You can you can get in the playbook. But the things that you can't measure, like heart and intelligence and that type of stuff, to me, it was, I mean, he shot it out of the park for me. Like, what, what an absolute home run of a kid. I hope he continues to see in the next two preseason games because, with him and Damone Clark, like, like you said, we're going to talk about later, there might be a, a bad combo of linebackers here now. And just a like at pure athleticism. I mean, LVE is going to be that middle linebacker. I know he's getting reps on the like rushing the quarterback. I don't I don't really yeah. care about seeing that this year. Not when you have guys like Damone Clark and DeMarvian Overshown with just that pure athleticism. Dan Quinn is going to be able to work wonders with these two if they can produce on the field because that is just so much athleticism at the linebacker position, which you haven't had. I, I don't know. When's the last time we've had? Is this ever like <laughs> I'm not saying th- these are the two best linebackers we've had, but no. like going back, like Sean Lee was kind of athletic. Sure. Like yeah. we had. We over the past 20 years, we've had semi athletic linebackers. These guys are just pure speed demon, yeah. like they will knock different. you on your yeah, exactly different, different levels. So, I mean, it's you know what? I might as well roll my, my next thing in here with three things we didn't expect to happen that did. And you know, probably shame on me for this first one, but I'll stay in the linebacker room. I Kyle Yeomans, Nick Harris told us, you know, Damone Clark, Pro Bowl potential, a guy who can be an absolute stud in this defense, and they expected big things for him. I saw it, I heard it, I believed it, but I didn't expect to see it like that in the first game. Like, Damone Clark was, after one or two drives, I'm like, put a ball cap on this guy. Like, we don't have to see any more. He is exactly what they told us he was going to be, and that's what the benefit of having boots on the ground type guys like them on our show, because I watched Damone Clark, and I'm like, oh, man, like, this kid is a stud. Like, we got one in the fifth round last year that is going to be a game changer in that second layer of the defense. And he was everywhere making tackles. He is so fast, sideline to sideline. His play recognition, his strength, his ability, like Damone Clark. I And the reason why I put it here is because I truly didn't expect to see it like this. And I and listen, we could say, oh, it's preseason. Trevor Lawrence was out there. You know, Ooh, he, yeah. Cam Robinson yep. was out there. there they was, were playing their first starters. Street, like. For Christian all Kirk. intents and purposes, we were going up against their first yeah. team offense. I mean, what was it? Uh, Calvin Ridley. Like, there were like yeah. legitimate their starters out there for, you know, ETN, two drives. Yeah. yeah. Like, so Damone Clark was out there with a bunch of backups, right? Not there was probably what three starters on the field there, maybe. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, if that, so he's out there flying around. He's like, you know, he got the green dot on his head. 
He's the leader of the defense out there. He's taking control, taking command, and making every play. So I did not expect to see it like that, and it's probably shame on me. No, I couldn't agree with you more. Like we, in fact, Demon Clark didn't really like. I believed in Demon Clark based off what I saw on the field last year, but it wasn't like I didn't expect. I just expected him to be like a solid second linebacker on the team. Like, yeah, he's going to be able to. He's going to be able to hold his own. But once we heard Yeomans and Nick Harris both talk about him, obviously our expectations rose. Yeah, this dude, like, yeah, you're completely right. He, they are. Yeomans, Nick Harris, it's still early. It's only the first preseason game. We'll, we obviously have to see him in an actual regular season games, but give them the fire because they seem, as of now, 100% right. This dude's going to be a monster. I do have a question for you because a yeah. couple months ago, we were talking about our worries on the team, and mm-hmm. your big worry was linebacker depth. Yes. After seeing Damone Clark, DeMarvian Overshone last night, how confident are you in this linebacking room, like 1 to 10? I feel much, much better. I want to see it again. I want to see it in, in preseason game two. I want to see how they respond to some film study and Dan Quinn getting in there and fixing some mistakes, whatever they may be, and kind of highlighting some of those strengths. But I I'm I might have have to eat crow on this because linebacker, there was a plan there, there was a vision there. I just didn't see it. And now I see it. Like obviously they knew Damone Clark was a stud and he turned into what he like now we know he can be. And they they must have saw something when they drafted DeMarvion Overshone. And, you know, we know how we feel about Leighton Vander Esch. Like, it's quietly strong, man. And I think I was wrong. And I would love – and th- I told you, these are my favorite things to be wrong about. So if I underestimate a position group or the team as a whole and I'm wrong, that's the tough type of stuff I want thrown in my face. I completely agree. This is this is fun to have yeah. this – so like, because that was the one position group where you're like, oh, we don't really have depth on that defense. Like, the corners are fine, safeties are fine, defensive lines obviously great. Oh, the linebacker, it's fun to now just be like, oh yeah, great, our linebackers are monsters too. At all this levels. is perfect. Yeah. yeah, at all levels. So that was both of ours. First things we we saw that we didn't expect to both in the linebacker room there. So what's your number two, Aiden? So my number two, I don't. This isn't like necessarily a positive or a negative. It's just purely something I wasn't expecting to happen. And I, I might need you to walk me through this. Why was Mozzie Smith playing late in the third quarter? Like that was just <laughs> that was wild to me. Yeah. Like, is is this does this symbol some type of lack of confidence that no, like obviously Mozzie Smith is not in danger of not making the he's gonna be on yeah. the 53 man roster. He's probably gonna be it maybe a day one starter. Who knows? Maybe he's worked in pretty regularly and then progresses up to a starter but tony are or should we be worried about mozzie because he looked fine like he didn't yeah. blow anybody's socks up but he looked fine why was he playing so late in the third quarter though i have two two thoughts on this and you know obviously it's just my opinion one the first thought when i saw him deep in there was the need that he get checked out he's okay right they're not okay. going to work him like a workhorse like that if he wasn't okay and it wasn't truly precautionary that was my first thought which okay he's a healthy guy number two he plays a very violent non-stat getting position. So I think him getting out there and actually getting live bullets against another offensive line is their truest way to assess his value and assess how they can use him, right? He he showed some good things. Double teams, triple teams, eating up blocks, you know, fighting, getting, you know, setting the line of scrimmage. And then he showed the negatives where like, yeah, he's a tick, he's a, you know, tad slow off the line when it comes yeah. to pass rush and he doesn't have a full array of pass rushing moves. So I think the Cowboys wanted to really see a full onslaught here. Now, I don't know. I mean, he's, we got Jonathan Hankins. We got Oso. We got Neville Gallimore. We got some guys in the middle that 
you know, we'll see how the rotation shakes out. If it looks the same in game two, you know, a week from now, I'll be I might be a little concerned with how they value or look at him here. But yeah. you know, through one game, I'm gonna I, I think that it was just a um you know a study period, I guess. Because I will say, in terms of the Cowboys drafted Mozzie Smith for for one reason. They needed a run stuffing defensive tackle. Yep. That was one thing that like Hankins proved immensely proved immensely valuable over the back half of the year because he was he did come in and he did help us stop the run. They drafted Mozzie Smith as that extra set of backup. And in that aspect, he looked great. But I think you're right. Are the big concern with Mozzie is is he gonna be able to translate his like is that pass rush gonna be there? It's not really something he specialized in in college, obviously at his size. And so a little bit concerning. But then again, when you have our defensive ends, I'm fine if our defensive tackle isn't racking up the sacks. But you're right. There's stuff that he needs to clean up. He needs to look better yeah. in game preseason game two, preseason game three before we roll in uh, against the Giants. But overall, I feel OK about Mozzie. It was just I was scratching my head as to why he was yeah. playing late in the third quarter. I mean, that, yeah. I mean, it's fair to have those questions. I felt the same way when I looked up and Demon Clark was still in. You know, we're heading yeah, into the same second thing. quarter. Yeah. I'm like, all right, like you got y'all haven't seen enough. You know what I mean? But I think they have a plan and a method to their madness, and they got out clean. So maybe you know, I don't think they dodged the bullet. I think it just went according to plan. So uh, I'm cool with that. You know, we'll see what happens. I think Mozzie Smith's okay. Um, we'll kind of obviously we'll recess. You know, reassess this a week from now. Um, my number two thing, it, it, it's going to be fun to talk about. And, I, you know, we a little bit about the running room is uh, Deuce Vaughn looks like he belongs. That's kind of what I wrote in my notes. I did okay. not expect to see that, right? He looks like he belongs at 5'5", five, five, 100 and nothing pounds. My man out there looking dangerous. Like, he was snatching ankles. He was absolutely a stud out there. Eight rushes, 50 yards, and a touchdown. Um, Man. I, I'm excited to see what that guy looks like behind the starting offensive line with the real weapons around. Um, I thought he had a role. Like, I mean, I think we both agreed, like, he was going to make this team. Like, Deuce Vaughn was going to make this his football team, whether it be number three it, it, running back or four running back, however they shake it out. But I think they <laughs> I think they got to really mix this guy in rather than just a gadget. And I know it's one game, but, I mean, he looked like he was in a different gear, a different mode than – Rico, even Rico Dow, who I thought Rico Dow had a good game minus the, the fumble. Like Malik Davis didn't was a MIA, and you know, obviously Ronald Jones didn't play. And Hunter Lepke gets what he gets as a fullback. But man, Deuce Vaughn, he showed us. And I think everybody that was fell in love with this kid, you, you fell deeper in love with him last night. Yeah, I'm I this was gonna be my third takeaway, so I'll come up with another one. Lumping but <laughs> it, no, I'll I'll give I'll be able to come up with another. But in terms of Deuce Vaughn, the way that this game progressed, I was we've been talking about the running backs a lot because obviously we don't really know who that running back two is going to be. It's kind of up in the air. At least we don't know what like the running back two has been like Tony Pollard is your running back two for years slash Zeke ish last season. We were set at running back two. Now we need to find a new one. I so I I was really closely wa watching the running backs. Malik Davis. When I watched it, I was. I w was wondering if he knew he was playing football. Like I, that was to, <laughs> that was horrible. I still have hope from Malik Davis. Maybe it was just a bad game. We'll see. Bad performance by Malik Davis. Completely agree with your Rico Dowdle. Like the fumble, yeah, the fumble is bad. 
But at the same time, like everything else I saw out of Rico was so it was explosive enough to where I was like, eh, the fumbles, I, I can live with the fumble. Just hold on to it when you're even on the fumble. The, he was explosive. Like, you know, yeah, that, that was like a 30 know, yard. He would have scored a right? touchdown yeah. if he didn't, oh, like, exactly. or, you know, or got down to the two if he didn't fumble that. No, exactly. And so when I, Rico came, I was like, OK, Tony, what he's been saying over the last few months, he's right. Rico Dowdle's the running back, too. I'm willing to excuse the fumble. And then Deuce touches the ball for the first time. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Tony that Trump. is speed. <laughs> no, I, not, no, not, it was just like, that's what I was thinking. I'm yeah, like, oh, no, man, I might have. Deuce needs I was to just, be factored. Because I was like, okay, Rico, I can li- like this. He's pretty explosive. I can live with this. And then Deuce touched it. I'm like, oh, that's what explosion looks okay. like. Like it, he touches the ball, rips off, I think it was eight yards on his first touch. I'm like, yeah. It, that, and that looked easy. And the funny part was, he he was kind of dancing in his first touch. He was dancing a little bit in the backfield, and then I lost him. I was like, <laughs> "Where is he?" Because <laughs> he you gets lost, and I'm like, "This has to be tough for the defensive line too." Where like yeah. the linebackers they can't see. So dude, I was, I could go off on Deuce. Obviously, ripped off that long run later in yeah. the game. The kid's explosive. He caught three passes. Should have had. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was one pass that could have been an interception if the penalty didn't go in our favor, but. Mm-hmm. I, to me, Deuce Vaughn, early, early, one preseason game, to me, he's the clear running back, too. But it's, we'll see. There's two more preseason games to go. Yeah, I, I you know, I like you said, well, I was, I had to go and reassess myself. I'm like, I think Rico Dow is not a number two guy. I think he's clearly above Malik Davis. Now, I know, again, that's been the topic of all offseason, but Deuce Vaughn's made me reconsider, man. If he goes out there and he does it again Saturday night, in preseason game two, like there's a real conversation here. And I, you know, yep. you can't, you can't stop what's destined. If that's what's supposed to happen, man, like who am I to, to stop it? So yeah, he was super exciting. I truly didn't expect that. I, me being a Cowboys fan and, you know, having a, a, a dose of, you know, internal pessimism about our team a little bit, just from, you know, being burned. He was, I was like, all right, we're going to see Deuce Vaughn. Probably not going to do too, too much preseason game. You know, the hype will, won't meet won't match like the production and I was wrong. I mean, eight carries 50 yards and a touchdown. The guy went out there and did what he was supposed to do. And that was, that was a hell of a, uh, hell of a debut for that kid. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him. And, you know, I think if the Cowboys find a guy who can make a move like that in the sixth round, you got to love that pick. Yeah. Deuce this. I'm, I'm all, I'm almost like if he's the running back two to start the season, I might consider getting a deuce watch. Like he's so easy to root for. This is yeah. so fun. Do you want him so, to stay in 42? Or do you yeah. want him to go to single digits? No, I love 42 on him. I love like the fullback yeah. number on a five, five running back to me. That's so fun. I've been, I've been anti 42 this whole time, but he kind of made it work. It, it looks a lot, but <laughs> he got the visor. He's got the dope, yeah. like, you know, helmet on like clean, clean drip. But I will say, if he can find a way to come up out of two of Jordan Lewis, I think it has to do it. I think that's just makes too much sense. It does. Uh, yeah, you're <laughs> Deuce being two. He needs to. I yeah. agree. So, all right. So, so that's that's enough Deuce Vaughn love here. Let's get to your third uh, thing that you saw that you didn't expect. Yeah, I'll, it's tough because I'm debating between two right now. I'll, I'll give the, thir- the last ones an honorable mention when we wrap up. But a guy that once again, we've been hearing hype on over training camp, and I didn't expect him to be this involved. And this is this guy is a prime example of why you shouldn't just go box score hunting. You need to watch the games. You need to see what they're doing on the field. You need to see how they're being targeted, especially early on in the games. Jalen Tolbert, the the hype is real. 
The dude yep. can ball. Yep. He's he had one deflected catch that he just had to completely reverse his body, made the like the ball was in the air, deflected. It, it was like the um Amari Cooper yeah, overtime against catch the against Eagles. the Eagles. Yeah. yeah. And so he just completely like, makes it work. <laughs> he had a great catch down the sideline. And I, I was shocked when I saw the box store that he only had two targets because it felt like every single Cooper Rush target went to Jalen Tolbert. At least yeah. in my mind, when I was like at halftime, I was like, did Cooper Rush throw to anybody other than Jalen Tolbert? <laughs> because it seemed like every play was a Jalen Tolbert play. That or Kavante Turpin, which mm-hmm. eh, Turpin could look better. But Jalen Tolbert, to me, he looks like the dude. The hype is real. He's playing all over the field. We saw him go deep. We saw him playing across the middle. And there were a couple passes that Jalen Tolbert should have been targeted on. But yeah, yeah like even caught a touchdown uh, at mm-hmm. the end of the first half to to score in the priest. That was Jalen Tolbert. Seems like he's going to be a competent wide receiver for. Yeah, I, you know, I, I tweeted it during the game. He Even the one that got an offensive pass interference, but he scaled up and went and got it, made an acrobatic catch, which I think the call was BS anyway. Yeah, I agree. But I said, I don't care about the end result of that. That had to feel good. That had to be a confidence boost. He went up there and he made a real like NFL play. That was a big time play. Um, you know, even the touchdown was, I know he's wide open and it was in some cover too. So there's open space in the middle there. I mean, that was by design where he kind of stutter stepped. He kind of sold what he was doing and then cut over the middle. So you can't just be like, oh, this is a walking easy touchdown. I think his route running ability and how it was schemed up helped him get that open. Jalen Tolbert, and this is probably one of my biggest takeaways of the game, was he needed that. Every like My man absolutely positively needed to be out there and be like, I can do this. I can, I can show this. Last year was... You know, an outlier will never look like that again. Year two, I'm going to be the guy that they think I am. And um, I know there's been some camp guys that we're paying attention to and some rumblings about Jalen Brooks and Jalen Brooks will, you know, he's wasn't wasn't the greatest, but like, you know, he's still a camp guy that, you know, have drawn some intrigue. Jalen Tolbert is the real deal. I think he's locked in a wide receiver four. I think he is going to be just fine there. I think the sky is the limit. I don't know what that looks like as far as targets with the three monsters in front of him. But Jalen Tolbert uh, is starting to roll, round into form of what we thought he could be last year. And, you know, better late than never. And we talked about this when Jalen Tolbert, he was starting to get the hype. We don't need Jalen Tolbert to be a 1,000-yard receiver this year. Just be yep. a, like whenever CeeDee Lamb, whenever Brandon Cooks, whenever Michael Gallup comes off the field, just play your role. Like be better than Noah Brown was last year, which yeah. isn't going to be that hard to Shouldn't do. Be. So, yeah. So to me, it was... I think so like the most unexpected moment was that sideline catch you talked about. It was yeah. like, oh, he's an NFL receiver. Yep. He he like toe tapped his way in, which <laughs> even the like it was it was initially called out of bounds. The mm-hmm. announcer uh, then uh, You definitely got that second. Like like you yeah. <laughs> like you said, I I didn't I didn't buy the offensive pass interference. Yeah. I think they were both arm wrestling a little bit. But yeah. Jalen Tolbert very pleasant surprise last night. Real deal. That's, I mean, I'm glad to see it. I think Cowboys Nation took a like a sigh of relief there to see him kind of look like the part last night. Yeah. Um, our last three, last of the three things we didn't expect to happen that did for me, this was something that I didn't expect and it happened in the first drive. Um, this safety depth is even more impressive than we thought it was going to be, right? Like I factored in, we know who the three main guys are. We know Israel Mukawamo is like that fourth guy who also is a hybrid corner. Go ahead. I've I've been reading a couple things that Izzy might be on the 
block to get cut. I don't know how much I'm buying into it, but like I'm just just throwing that out there. Okay. I don't. I don't. I think he's pretty safe on the team, especially mm-hmm. what he did against the Bucks. But one thing to pay attention to. We'll run it back in three it... weeks if you're right. If we're right, we'll we'll cut this and we'll get <laughs> we'll get it going. Oh, I but, I nah. don't want to be right. I, no, I, I, know, I don't. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but I say that to say, you know, he's in the mix there. And then there's Marquis Bell, who got a Baldy breakdown today on Twitter. If you haven't, you guys know Brian Baldinger, go check him out. He did a little Marquis Bell breakdown. When you're getting Baldinger's attention, you're doing something right. And then Wanye Thomas, go ahead and picks Trayvon, uh, tr- excuse me, Trevor Lawrence off in the first drive of the of the game. Like that's our fifth safety, man. Like our fifth safety is out here making plays, undrafted from Georgia Tech last year. Yo, and I didn't even mention Donovan Wilson. You know what I mean? Donovan Wilson's not yeah. out there, but the three-headed monster plus the five guys. Like it's it's gonna be fun, man. And they can kind of go short at cornerback because of some of these Swiss Army knife type guys. Like you said, if Izzy makes the team, if that stays, you know, if that stays Pat, he can play both spots. But I did not expect, yeah, you know, I knew what three and four look like. I didn't expect Wanye Thomas to factor into this much. Marquise Bell is obviously in there. Um, you know, and then Tyler Coyle being a being a Yukon guy, I'm a little partial to that. I like to see <laughs> it, but I don't think he plays into this too much. But man. This defense could be everything we think we we think it is, and I, you know, and that starts with some of the safety depth that honestly is is badass. I mean, outside of Deuce and Jalen, I think our takeaways have been all defense, which is so fun. <laughs> I also, I, I think one aspect of the safety depth that like watching it was interesting. You mentioned the Yonway Thomas pick that was on the first drive, the first Jaguars drive, mm-hmm. but then you watch it in the third quarter. And it's like the same three safeties were like Yonway Thomas is still in in the third quarter. And now I, I, I don't think he played in the fourth, but it's like I think the team just sees this entire safety room as like they're all dogs. They can like we're, yes. we can't pick like we're not going to pick right now. Like who's safety number three, right. four, five. Like we're not going to put a label on it. They'll just all get to play all game because they're all like talented. And so yeah. I think that depth, just like seeing how far they played and how long each of them like we're rotating in and out. I think that's a testament to how deep this team is and how much Dan Quinn trusts all of them to like, yeah, yeah, I know you're undrafted, Thomas. Go on, go and pick off Trevor Lawrence if you can. (laughs) And by the way, yeah, by making a toe tap interception on the sideline. I mean, he covered so much ground. Like that, that throw was open until it wasn't. You know, he yep. like Trevor Lawrence made a throw that he felt confident he could be able to hit on the sideline. Wanye comes and covers the ground and makes the toe tap catch. And, you know, Isaiah Stanback said, you know, uh, the, he announced for the game for DallasCowboys.com, him and Kyle Yeomans um, and Bill Jones. But uh, Isaiah Stanback's like, you know, Bill, uh, what's his name? Sorry, Jim, Jim Fossil, Bones Fossil loves yeah. Wanye Thomas. Like you know, he's a special teams guy who he loves in that special teams role. If you got a guy who's main role is going to be on special teams is able to have that type of range at safety <laughs> and can make a kind of play against a guy that you know trevor lawrence is on the rise and could be one of the league's biggest stars here if not already uh that's that's super encouraging and this defense you know for front to back back to front is absolutely loaded with studs yep and i am still on this this train like i don't i'm not necessarily predicting it but the best defensive football guys it's not like this is a realistic possibility. Yeah, absolutely. So that wraps up our segment there with the, the three things we didn't expect to happen that did. The next one here, we're going to get into three things we would have liked to have seen. So I'll go off. I'll start off here. But the three things we have liked to have seen. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. 
As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. First thing is, I wish we have saw a better showing from Eric Scott Jr. Personally, oh, you, you got mine, it, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the perks of going first there. So Eric Scott Jr., and then you can obviously have some thoughts on that because we agree there. Um, run support wasn't great. Um, and coverage kind of lacked a little bit of confidence. Uh, everything that we heard in camp is he might be like the next Ron Bland. He might be the next guy that's able to step in and get some productive minutes. Um, in his first audition there, in his first time in under the lights in the Cowboys helmet with the star on his helmet, uh, it it underwhelmed me. Now, you know, like I said, with the good that we see Deuce Vaughn and everybody, you don't want to overreact. And the same thing with Eric Scott, I don't want to overreact in the in the negative sense here. So I was surprised, and I hope to see more from him. But after one preseason game, uh, definitely more to be desired there for Eric Scott Jr. Yeah, after the draft, I was I just made the proc like I just trust Dan Quinn to draft late round corners, and like I trust that it's going to work out. And over camp, we started getting like, oh yeah, Eric Scott's looking good. Like this is especially actually before camp started, like rookie minicamp, we were starting to hear rumblings. Like, Eric Scott Jr., he looks like a dog and he looks like he can play. The The only thing, and the, this was his knock against him during the draft. He was, he ran like, what, what was his 40 yard to like? Yeah, like it was like six, a four seven. Four, seven. Or four, yeah, but yeah, it was. I, he had a pulled hammy or he, or whatever he, the case may be. He was, yeah. He, it, and then it was like, oh, he might have ran that injured. I will say, watching him last night, I was like, I just, He's he doesn't look fast enough to keep up with these. It, it was like just basic out routes where it's yeah. Eric Scott Jr. is five yards behind him on an out route. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like we're running a double move here. Yeah. It just some I, of that's confidence though, right? Like he doesn't have the confidence hope, to yeah. read it and trust his eyes and and he jump a route. You know, next thing you it know, was, it's yeah. a double move and he's getting beat like Anthony Brown. So <laughs> <laughs> no, yo, you're completely right in that he he was very slow to react. He didn't want to he he didn't want to jump anything, but. I'm just worried that that the speed thing might be an issue. Well, we'll see. Like yeah. you said, it's only the first preseason game, but that was my. I was like, oh, this this speed might be an issue. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it was to me. I, I could see the speed stuff. Like you said, it was he was a hair slow, a little tech. You're probably thinking a little bit too much, and that plays into you know real life game speed there. So I mean, I think what you're saying is realistic. It, it's it's not out of left field. Not crazy to think. And, you know, if, if we see it again in game two, then we may have to be like, oh, uh, maybe yeah. maybe factors in the future plans, but it may not be right now. Uh, so with that being said, that is my first thing there. What is your first thing, Aiden? My first thing that 
it's something that we didn't see that I would like to see. Once again, not a positive, not a negative. I would have liked to see them test Brandon Aubrey a little bit more. And I they yeah. we have two other preseason games to do it, but like obviously he missed the PAT. Like one, I, I don't want to completely give up on the guy for one missed PAT. Like it's not, but I would have preferred like and it led to the Jalen Tol- Jalen Tolbert touchdown. So it's a double-edged sword. But at the end of the first half, you were looking at like, I don't know, it would have been like it would have been like a 50-ish yard field goal, right? Were they that yeah. close? Yeah. Like it, w- it would have been a long field goal, but the point is it would have tested Aubrey. And maybe I'm completely off base. Maybe they were way too far for a field goal. Well, they let Jalen just... Tolbert get a touchdown as a result, you know? Yeah. So they got the best of both worlds, I guess. Yeah. I just like, I want to see what Aubrey can do. And like, is he, can he kick? Can he, can this be a guy we trust? Because like, yeah, he hit the 29 yarder. Congrats. Most high schoolers can do that. Went two for three on PATs. I don't mm-hmm. like, I don't know how to read into that one miss. Like, was it just a fluke or is this something <laughs> we should, I don't know. I just, we don't know what we have in kicker, and I don't want us to keep pushing this down the line to where, like, oh, we're at preseason game three. Let's trot him out here for his first 40-plus yard field goal, and he completely shanks it left, and we're like, oh, we need a kicker. I just I want us to test kickers while we can. and yeah. But it's weird because I also want to let the offense do their thing. I don't know. I don't know how to make it work, but we have to figure out what we need of Brandon Aubrey very soon. I will. So let me just roll my my next thing that I wish I would have seen into this because I was in the Brandon Aubrey train as well with that thought. Um, but mine said I wrote it out like this: Brandon Aubrey. I wanted to see him leave no doubt, and there's obviously still doubt. You yeah. know, he, the yep. kickoffs. He has a big leg, right? He he's got the booming kick, and that helps. You know, get them to start. You know, with the touchback, and some of his kicks were confident. Like his makes were really confident, but his miss. It was a tough miss on a PAT. Like, okay, if you're going to miss 40 and out or, you know, it's you don't want to miss 40, right? You don't want to miss 45. If you can try to be 45 and in, it's ideal. But you can almost be like, okay, you charge it to the game if you miss a 40-yard field goal. If you miss a 33-yard PAT, that's unforgivable. Like, now that's your – I mean, I know it's a one-man race right now, but he's fighting against everybody, right? Just because he's in camp doesn't mean that he isn't fighting – Mason Crosby, Robbie Gould, Nick Folk, anybody who comes available. Like, he's against everybody now. So, I wanted to see him leave no doubt. He did look impressive at some times, but that one kick is going to leave a bad taste in everyone's mouth. And he's got, I think, after preseason game two, if if it's, if there's a miss in there, if there's some issues there, they may get on the horn and start figuring some things out. So, yeah, that was giving my question to you. You're the Cowboys GM. You've you have the information like we know how he's done in camp, roughly the numbers. We've saw what he did last night. Are you already making the switch or are you riding it another week? If like teams in your hands, if the teams in my hand, I'm at least calling a veteran to to gauge interest. You know, yeah. I, you may not have to bring him in. Maybe the veteran doesn't have any interest in playing or having any training camp time. I'll see you week one. If, if that's the case and you're like, hey, like Mason Crosby, like, hey, coach, like, I'll be ready you know, September one or whatever. Like, give me a call and then that's fine. And we and that's something we'll never know unless you're inside that building. But you hear them talk; they talk confident, like they're ready to rock with Brandon Aubrey. And that could just be a boost of confidence for the young kid, because I don't see how you could say that with confidence, right? Like, I would love for this kid to figure it out, but right now, he's had strong days, but his strong days still include two misses, a miss there, two misses, like. I think he's had one perfect day in all of camp through three three weeks now. Yeah, I mean, it's... 
I, I, I don't like buying too much into the coach speak around this stuff because it's like they're never going to come out and say like, oh, we like we're looking we're actively looking for a new kicker. It's just going to be one day Aubrey's cut and like you get a notification on your phone that the Cowboys are signing Mason Crosby or Ros- Robbie Gould. But I like we're playing a dangerous game by messing around with this for a while. And I don't want this to spill over into week one. And so kind of I don't want to throw a stray, but I'm going to throw a stray. I don't know if you saw Brett Maher. I think he was like oh for two. Poor guy, dude. Yeah. Dude, I, I, I feel so bad. I got now now that he's not now that he's not costing the Cowboys potentially yeah. a playoff game. I just feel bad for the dude, man. It's between he the was ears, money. man. It's gotta be. I said that and people tried to fight me on it. And like, yes, the talent is there. It's never been about a talent. If anybody here plays golf, anybody listening to this plays golf, you get the yips. That stuff is in the back of your mind the whole time. Like there's days where I'm hitting a golf ball and I feel like Tiger. Then there's days I'm hitting a golf ball and I'm like, I don't ever want to swing the club again. And I feel like there's a lot of parallels between golfers and kickers. And I feel bad for Brett Maher, man. I think he needed to make that first one to kind of put it behind him. And he went over two. Like, I don't know what happens from here. He's not our problem anymore, but it, like, this is the real thing. Like we're, we've been trying to find a kicker. Brett Maher crumbled in the toughest times and, you know, all the best to him, but the Cowboys still need to figure out their kicker situation, kicker situation, no matter what. Yeah. I mean, Brett Maher, please write the ship, man. You're a good kicker. You know, you're a good kicker. <laughs> Start making them again. You know, what's interesting. So, and I don't want to yeah. kind of jump on it real quick. I don't want to jump off too far here, but last year he did a, I saw that he did like a thing where he would listen to crowd noise, like, all the time just trying to get itself in the mind state to do it and i thought it was cool but then i realized like oh like this seems like it's a mental battle for him you know what i mean like it felt more of like a physical uh a mental battle more than a physical battle so you know all the best to brett maher but when i heard that that was like an initial red flag for me dude this is he'll uh wishing for the best bro yeah that's just it's it's a yeah (laughs) so So, your next one aiden there you go yeah is this two or three for me so I think it's two. I think it's, yeah, it's two. Oh, yeah, I think it's two. Yep. Yeah. So one thing that I would have liked to see slash have happen, I would have liked to see more from Will Greer against the second teamers. Now, th- yeah. this is kind of a weird one because overall I was actually kind of impressed with Will Greer, but most of that, it mostly came at like, like yeah, that last, like the end of the second half or the end of the second quarter was cool. But most of his success came as a, a result of Deuce Vaughn just ripping off long runs and putting them in a good position. But B, it came against like the third team and like the very late in the games. Like that's when the Cowboys offense kind of catch fire. I, but I wasn't impressed with Cooper Rush. So like when Cooper Rush left the game, I was like, dude, Will Greer, all you have to like, this is your time. If you come out and ball, I am ready. Like, I was ready to come on this podcast and say I'm, I'm ready for Will Greer to be the quarterback too because yeah. Cooper Rush... Like you see 10 for 12, that looks cool. It was just dump. Like they, it was nothing but check downs. I was yeah. like, Will Rush, put the ball down, field man. <laughs> and so I just would like to see Wilger do more against the twos because I think it's a little bit unfair to compare Cooper Rush's performance, like Wilger catching fire against the threes. Oh, like I said, overall, I wasn't, it's not like Wilger had a bad game. He looked pretty good, but I just would have liked to have seen more because I think the door was wide open for him. Yeah. And uh, spoiler alert, I'm going to bring up what is probably my next, my third topic here. But Cooper Rush had to check down, and the numbers were like inflated because they were easy check down throws. But he yeah. did that because 
like the offensive line pressure interior, he was fighting for his life. And it's funny yeah. to, to, you know, get the initial pro football focus, you know, film and, and they give you grades and they're talking about awesome Richards and he looked good. And Matt, let's go is actually not bad. And then you're like, okay, but my, I saw this pressure. Like where's the pressure coming from? Is it Brock Hoffman in the middle? Like was it the interior guys the Matt Farniak who's supposed to be a, yeah. a piece that I trust and lean on was it Josh ball. And everyone thinks that Josh ball is the next, like, you know, next man up in, in the interior there. So it's like, where is the pressure coming from? I digress. Speaking of Will Greer, I agree. I think, you know, I think Isaiah or Kyle, one of them kind of spoke to the fact that, oh, Will Greer is heating up. It's like, yeah, I think he's heating up as as a re- result of them getting their threes in or as no. a result of, you know, Deuce Vaughn, you know, getting crazy. So um, I do, yeah. I But to me, it was very clear that there is no competition here. I mean, the fact that that Cooper Rush played one quarter and he played three told me that like in the Cowboys mind that it's like, yeah. it's all set. Like they, they, they get Cooper rush some work. They put him out there for a quarter, go put a ball cap on. We'll let Will, Will Greer take us home here. So um, if I, if it was a competition, I think we would have saw a more even split. So I think that's a, a, a telltale sign in, in, in between the lines there. I agree. But in your mind, like, are you, Am I crazy for staying on this Will Greer train? Like there's no. like live hang out hope that Will Greer is going to catch fire and prove that he can be the quarterback, to, a guy that will actually push the ball downfield instead of like Cooper yeah. Rush is love what he's done for the team, but he's not a gunslinger. And well, I want to, uh, yeah, he will. He, it was a, a third and two that he took like a 40 yard <laughs> shot on a third and two. Like all you need is, three yeah. them, you know, which I appreciate, right. That's, that's yeah, the defense right. up, but like, take, you know, take what they give you. You can't go broke taking a profit, but I, I will say, I agree. I think Will Gray has a lot more athleticism. He has a little more pizzazz to him. He ran, he was able to pick up a first down with his legs. Like he, yeah, he's got a little something to him, but what takes the sting out of the competition is actually a good thing for the Cowboys is now that third quarterback, is like a freebie on game day. So a th- you yeah. could dress three quarterbacks. It doesn't even matter. Like if Will Grizz, if you're a third quarter, third string quarterback across the league, your job is like secure. You know what I mean? There's really, there's not, you're chilling. Best position to be. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You, you, two people got to go down before you get in and the, <laughs> and the check still clears. So yeah, I think the Cowboys are comfortable with Cooper Rush. Will Greer, unless he, you know, falls off the face of the earth, he's going to be on the 53 man roster or some type of variation. However they do that. But but that being said, I'm with you. I would have loved to see Will Greer get a competition, but I don't think the Cowboys are going to give it to us. Yeah, the last thing, Will Greer, learn how to throw the ball away, man. Your game would have looked so much better if you weren't <laughs> taking like 15 yard sacks. Yeah, like it would have looked. It was like a, like we got a. There was one drive where it was like first and ten. We had we got a penalty, push it back to first and twenty, and then like we spent the next three plays or next two plays moving it's like a third and five like okay there we go mm-hmm. and then it's just like a negative 16 yard sack like Greer, dude learn how to throw the Come ball on, away man, man. yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right so our third and final things we wish we would have saw is by me wait you got a third yeah. one? Oh yeah sorry no you started you okay. stole my eric scott jr on that's the first. true that's true so do you got one more with us yeah okay perfect so i'll go first here the, my last one should the things i wish would have seen was better work from the interior offensive line. I kind of kind of stole the thunder a little bit when I did that earlier, but I just he was running for your life. There wasn't some major holes there. 
Guys weren't really running through there with with confidence. They weren't resetting the line other than Deuce Vaughn. And like you said, he uses his size, his, his speed, and elusiveness to kind of create his own lanes that other guys just don't have. Um, I'm concerned about the depth. I told you I thought there were like, you know, three guys or two guys that were like a shoe-in where it was seven dudes. Um it's I think they are because that's just the state of offensive line play in the offense and yeah in the NFL. Like offensive line as a whole is tough to develop. It's tough to get five guys that are good, never mind seven or eight. But I think the Cowboys hand might be forced here to make a veteran move. They might need to find somebody in here that can instill a little bit more confidence because we know how we feel about Tyron Smith and his injury history. Terrence Steele's fresh off a knee injury. Hopefully that can hold up and stay clean. Zach Martin hasn't practiced a single snap yet all year. You know, what is Tyler Smith going to look like? I think he'll be fine at left guard, but there's a lot of moving parts here, right? There's a lot of moving parts. You know, you want to have confidence in Matt Farniak. You want to have confidence in Josh Ball, which is crazy to say. Um, Chuma Adoga got hurt. So what's that look like moving forward? Offensive line is a real question mark. I wish I would have seen better interior offensive line play. Sounds like the tackles, at least grade-wise, did decent. So that's encouraging. Uh, Matt, let's go. And, you know, awesome Richards. But this offensive line situation, out just like the kicker we said last week, the two things in my mind that could really der- derail a really good football team. No, I completely – in fact, one of my takeaways was going to be things I would have liked to have seen is an announcement that Zach Martin got a new contract because yeah. – I, I we need him like what we've seen is that yes one injury could absolutely derail this season I, I I'm just not I'm not in the boat that this offensive line is going to be great this like even if mm-hmm. in the hypothetical that all five starting offensive linemen play all 17 games plus playoffs I don't think it's going to be like it's not going to be 2016 it's not going to be 2014 offensive line it's it's going to yeah. be like a slightly above average ish offensive line no not like we're not talking about one that can carry your team like the Eagles have so. When you take an already like, oh, it's an okay offensive line and remove a piece and then you're forced to throw in like guys that we saw last night, this things would go really bad really quickly. Yeah, yeah. It, now you're just like, like we've been saying all like you're playing the injury game again. Like you're hoping that all starters remain healthy. And that's not a game that you want to be playing when you're when you have the potential that the Cowboys have. Right. Like what? There's a name. Dalton Reisner is a free agent right now. Yes. That's yep. a name that I've. Every time I see a free agent list, I'm like, it makes me mad. I'm like, Dallas, what are you doing? I don't <laughs> care. Like, Chuma Is he Doga, down with sure being a backup, though? Is he cool with it? Like, that's I, like, I feel I, like Reisner is going to find a way to get a, a starting job. Somewhere. Then wait, wait until an injury happens because yeah. it's inevitable. Like, right. we're going to have an injury. And I, I, I don't know. Reisner is a guy that I've been, I keep getting mad at every time I see him <laughs> on a list of available free agents. But like, because all, all respect to Chuma Doga. I don't want I like guys like that. I don't care if that's like my backup offensive yeah. guard. Like that's a cool project to have, but I don't know. I'm yeah, no, it's a problem. It's a concern. Like like you said, this isn't this isn't 2014. This isn't 2016. Like there's some some there are some you know sizable questions even with the starters. So we got to figure some things out. And and as a as a trickle down, the the offensive line is a problem there. So um, with our third and final thing here before we wrap up the show, Aiden, what do you got for us? Yeah, my last thing is I wish that I'd seen more from two receivers that have been getting a lot of hype lately. Jalen Brooks, Kevontae Turpin. I thought they both had middling games. Like, Kevontae Turpin, like, I wish there were a couple times where he was targeted. Well, There was one nice catch he had where he had to 
kind of make a diving catch ish, like mm-hmm. pin it against his body. That was a nice catch. But overall, I think Turpin definitely could have had a better game. There were moments where like he had one. It wasn't was it a drop. It was if it wasn't a drop, it was pretty close to it. And then uh, like I just I don't think we're gonna see Turpin the receiver that we would have liked to see. Like Turpin the gadget receiver that is like a fringe wide receiver five. Maybe I'm wrong. It was one preseason game. That but Jalen Brooks finished the game with five targets, one reception, three yards. That to me was like, oh, maybe we were a little bit early on the Jalen Brooks hype. Yeah, yeah, he's he's looked good in camp, but Jalen Brooks, yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I'm we still have there's a lot to go for Jalen Brooks. Do you have um do you have Turpin's um stats in front of you by any chance? Yeah, two for one for fifteen yards. Yeah. So like the one for fifteen was nice, but like you said, you want more. It was two receptions, yeah. it's you want more. Fifteen is nice. If I mean if he's I mean, what do you expect? If if he's the fifth guy, if he can get two for thirty, like in a game, like you feel good about it. You know what I mean? You feel yeah, a couple of chain movers. You know, on top of special team stuff. And I hate that he fumbled because yeah. there was actually a good punt return. Like, he got, you, know, what you, get? you get like, what, 15, 20 yards. He kind of broke loose a little bit. And then the long snapper punches the thing out. So I, get that out both of your system. Fumbled, both fumbles were on good plays that, like, would have yeah. changed our perception. Like, that Rico oh, Dowdle yeah, fumble, completely. if he doesn't fumble, like, yeah, it's like everybody's talking about Dowdle and Deuce Vaughn battling it out for running back, too. Right. Yeah, I know you're right. So that that's Jalen Brooks to me is much in the in the same vein as Eric Scott. Probably not in the yeah. same same thing where like Eric Scott had like some things where you're like uh work on that. Jalen Brooks just didn't make the imprint on the game that we thought he could have based on training camp. So um, yeah. I I'm still intrigued by it. I still think that he's a guy that's on the in on the in looking outward. Like he's a he's a 53 man guy for me right now. Um, but you know, like you said, you want to see more. Um, I think if we're gonna you know take that take it with a grain of salt to say we're encouraged by Jalen Tolbert when he looks at YGC before, but you're right. I think, um, you know, those are guys that we want to see a little bit more juice from. And I, well, good thing we have two more games to figure it out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not giving up hope on Jalen Brooks. I'm not giving up hope on Eric Scott. I'm not giving up hope on Kamate Turpin, a receiver, but I would have liked to see more from this past week. Totally agree. So there it is. Oh, That's also, a, yeah, we ahead. can start to take an early victory lap about our Ferguson takes because we are yes. right. I know we are right about Ferguson. <laughs> That's my guy. Man, no, honestly, I'm excited. He looked good. I know I don't want to overhype it. Like we said all all uh all afternoon here on this podcast. We don't want to overhype it, over say things, but my man looked good. He looked good. Yep. What do you have? Ten snaps, three catches, three targets. I mean, that's efficient. elevated. It looked like Travis Kelsey out there, but <laughs> elevating for the catch. Let's yeah. go. Ferguson. No, I'm, pump, I'm pumped by that. So Jake Ferguson, hopefully that could, that, I'm good. I don't know if we need to see too much more from him, to be honest with you. Agreed. I know, He's tied at one. Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's lock it in. I, I want to bubble wrap these guys. So, and you know, not everybody agrees with that, but I'm, I'm ready to bubble wrap some of these stars. Yep. And, I do not want to see Dak Tapas take a single snap no. this preseason. It doesn't sound like he will. It seems like he's set. on ice. Yeah. yeah. The, the training camp work in practice, it's just fine by me. Um, yep. <laughs> so there it is. There's our first review preseason one game one review from the first and 10 podcast. We'll be back next week. The Cowboys uh, got another game. This one's a late one, uh, 10 o'clock kick or, you know, Eastern time, nine o'clock in Dallas. Uh, I'm excited for Saturday it. Saturday too. 
Saturday, another, I think all three are Saturday. So um, the Cowboys got another one and we'll be locked in here to review it and talk all things Dallas Cowboys. So from another episode of the first to 10 podcast brought to you by blogging the boys powered by SB nation. I'm Tony Catalina and Aiden Davis as always have a good rest of your night and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. Peace. <laughs>